You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm Brandon. A.K.A. DJ Chubbs McGavin. <laughs> he doesn't play golf. He destroys it. You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned, the show where we take some of your favorite movies from the 1990s to the mid-2000s, and we look at them calm and objectively and, you know, like in general assholiness. We review them and see if they hold up. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't say assholiness. I'd say as mature, as We can be assholes. Yes, we can, but not this week. I don't know. Maybe, well, we maybe for me. Maybe for me. This week we watched uh, 1996's sports comedy, Happy Gilmore. Ooh, Happy Gilmore. Our first Adam Sandler flick, right? I can't believe we made it this far. 40 episodes in and we still haven't hit oh, Sandler? More than, more, than, more than 40 episodes in you and know. we have not done a single Sandler film. I'm... Blown away. Really? That's crazy. Although I did say last week this movie was a bit of a compromise for the two of us because I said I really didn't want to watch any of the Sandler <laughs> movies. This one was, I think, the... Uh, the lesser of evils? Yeah, the lesser of all evils. Well, we're going to get into his filmography in just a bit here. But uh, a quick plot synopsis for those who don't know. Uh, Happy Gilmore is a rejected hockey player, puts his skills to the golf course to save his grandmother's house. Pretty quick, pretty succinct plot, mm-hmm. I would say. Which we'll get into the motivation behind this plot. We will indeed. Uh, it's directed by Dennis Dugan, who is also in the movie. He also brought us Problem Child, Beverly Hills Ninja, Big Daddy, Saving Silverman, uh, National Security, remember that one with Martin Lawrence as the cop with uh, Steve Zahn? Yeah. Yeah, A lot of racial stuff in that one from what I can remember. The Benchwarmers, classic. (laughs) (laughs) I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You don't mess with the Zohan. Grown Ups 1 and 2 just go with it and the best of the bunch, Jack and Jill. (laughs) <laughs> I've never seen the last one. I want to punch this guy in the face. <laughs> he had a few in there that I wouldn't, uh, you know, like Saving Silverman's kind of trashy fun, but I, but it's enjoyable. No, but there's a clear, like, direction of where his movies started yep. going, where these are one of the guys on top of the other writers from Scary Movie <laughs> that I, like, demand that we stop giving money to. Like, uh, and... <laughs> No better. Like, well, yeah, I was going to say, we? stop giving money. Don't be indignant to these gross, immature directors and writers. <laughs> so, uh, Happy Gilmore has a 7.0 on IMDb and a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is a fresh movie. Wow. I did not expect that. No, I would I have thought, expected a far lower rating. Yeah, a for far this lower rating. That's pretty cool. Uh, so, it's got a $12 million budget. It made $38 million in the U.S. and $41 million worldwide. This is another one of those movies that kind of gained, I wouldn't say cult status, but gained mainstream appeal on home rental. Yeah, absolutely. This was a movie, before we go too far into stats, let's talk about our personal history with it. Yeah. Uh, I, As I've mentioned maybe once or twice, I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan at all i was a huge sandler fan i of course you of were of course i was yeah of course you were it's <laughs> it's white guy frat guy asshole you know it's that real crude and juvenile humor that you find funny at 12 or 13 years old yeah and then you go back to revisit some of these movies and you're like you know some of them hold up some of them really don't well so like i had cousins who were really big fans of happy gilmore and billy madison yep. and lil nicky oh yeah lil nicky <laughs> 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 2018 oh, um man. but i i they i never really got it they they weren't movies that you know at a young age that i would have been maybe even at one point allowed to go see just because okay. of the the crude humor of them um but when i finally did see them you know i'd laugh a few times but i never i've never understood the sheer like joy and appeal of watching an adam sandler movie that's why a lot of people hate me because even some of these like (laughs) older adam sandler films i just can't get behind i never have been able to get behind them i just don't enjoy them that much well what did you think of happy gilmore happy gilmore was my favorite of the adam sandler movies and i i guess maybe because it's Technically a sports movie. Technically a sports comedy. It's technically a sports comedy, so mm-hmm. I find it a little bit more relatable. Um, and, you know, I think this is Adam Sandler at his, like, most diluted. 
<laughs> it, it's him at his it, it's strange to say because the character is so flamboyant at times but it's him at his most restrained which yeah. se- seems weird to say well and it's him it is least <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah exactly he's not doing the adam sandler isms sure. as much he is still screaming a lot but it's also before later in his career where he just got so fucking lazy and, and oh, just yeah. didn't care you could tell in his eyes that he's just not really caring too Dude, much about what he's doing if, however his career has been peppered with some some solid movies. Yeah, although if you want to talk about him not caring about things, I swear to God, go on Netflix and watch any of these originals that he's oh, put yeah. out. Holy God, that man doesn't care about you. All he cares about is your money. <laughs> and even then, I kind of feel like, it, does he really, is he really trying to grab your money? Because it doesn't seem like he's trying to do that either. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he's just more like he's just chilling and having filmmakers come over to his house. Or yeah, but he doesn't even look places. like he's having fun. fun. Yeah, that's the like, thing. I don't know. It's just money. You know what I mean? I guess. I guess. He's paying the bills. Ah, uh, he's irritating. All right. What about you? What did, what did you think of Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore, yeah, was, was probably that. And I really liked Big Daddy at the time when that came out. So mm-hmm. I think those were my favorite. I loved him on SNL. I was a huge fan of that yeah, 90s era of, of uh, comics that were on there. Chris Rock and David Spade and, and even Rob Schneider. Yeah. Uh, there were I like that group. Of course, you know they weren't the best of that were to come from that show by yeah. far. But I liked their brand of humor as a kid, and I liked the Tommy Boy and Black Sheep and those spinoffs and whatnot. And I liked a lot of the ones that Adam Sandler started off in. That cast really kind of shaped the culture in the late 90s in terms yes. of comedy. Yes, and especially in the cinema, which I don't think you can say about. A lot of the SNL people, I mean, I think no, everybody I has so. has like, you know, I mean, Bill Murray back, Bill in Chevy Murray. Chase. I mean, they yeah. had and and John Belushi. They had especially in the earlier days. Yeah. I'd say and recently, Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader. I was gonna say now we're getting a lot of like Bill Hader's doing stuff. Kristen Wiig, Eddie Murphy was the Eddie 80s, Murphy really was huge. The 80s, and yeah. even I think in a lot of like sketch comedy, you're getting like Kyle and Beck style. I mean. Kyle, Kyle just... I mean, Andy Samberg. And, yeah, exactly. And yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I think they all have... Like, everybody has a career. You know, every generation of SNL cast, someone gets a career. And I think these guys maybe had one of the most explosives, at least in the 90s to mid-2000s. When's Keenan getting one? He's not, dude. He's staying on that show until Keenan he dies. Thompson. And I, like, honestly, <laughs> thank God like, he's still there. Yeah, honestly, I, thank God he's still I, there. He's the, he's the best cast member. Yeah, by far. I mean, I do love Kyle and Beth. Oh, they, they do have some good. They have, I was going to yeah. say, but Keenan's, you know, the old solid rock. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, uh, off track. Happy Gilmore, though. So this finished 37th for the year of 1996. And uh, on the box office charts, some other comedies out at the time were Jerry Maguire, another sports comedy. Mm hmm. Well, romantic comedy, I guess, whatever. The Nutty <laughs> Professor, uh, The Birdcage, The Cable Guy, Beavis and Butthead Do America, Tin Cup. Remember that Kevin Costner also golf movie? It's so bad. Which I think bad. is the highest grossing golf movie ever. It was this. Oh, no, wait. I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I got my terrible golf movies mixed up. I was thinking of Bagger Vance. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there was Tin That's Cup. That's the worst. Caddyshack, obviously, which is kind yeah. of like the holy grail of golf comedies, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, Happy Gilmore is, I guess, a close second. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, how Better many... than Tin Cup, right? I, I Yeah, I guess it's better than Tin Cup. For yeah. a comedy, anyway. Yeah, for a comedy. I mean, there's not a ton of golf comedies. <laughs> what about uh, Who's Your Caddy? Remember that one from, like, 2008? No, I don't remember <laughs> Who's no Your Caddy. No one saw that movie. What? What are you talking about? Get I think away from Cedric me. the Entertainer. I don't know, dude. Anyway, a few other ones. Black Sheep, like I mentioned before. Kingpin, mm-hmm. which could be a stay tuned. I think it is a stay tuned, honestly. And uh, Bulletproof, which is another movie he starred in that same year, Adam Sandler, with Damon Wayans. Do you remember that movie? I do. I loved that movie as a kid. I doubt it's good. No, it's not. (laughs) It's really not. (laughs) So this movie came out right in 1996. Sandler had just wrapped up on SNL in 95. And so he was, and it just finished his very first kind of prominent leading role in Billy Madison. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a huge box office hit, but it was well liked by, by audience members. You know what I mean? The, and before that, he had been in Going Overboard and a few other small roles. Uh, Airheads, do you remember that one with yeah. Steve Buscemi and Brendan Fraser? <laughs> yes, thanks. I God, anytime you can mention Brendan Fraser. Anytime I take the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to. So I just want to, before we get into the plot, I just want to take a, time, uh, a minute to just talk about his post-Happy Gilmore career. And where we think, really, really quickly, I'm going to rattle off these titles. You say yes or no, all right? Okay. Just really briefly. Yeah. So. Bulletproof. No. 
The Wedding Singer. Mm, yes. Yes, dude, that's a yes, yes, yes. The Water Boy. No. It's not a good one. Big Daddy. No. I'm going to say yes. Little Nicky. No. No. <laughs> okay. Punch Drunk Love. No. Yes. I'm giving it a yes. Mr. Deeds. No. <laughs> it's probably pretty bad. Uh, no. Crazy. Uh, Eat Crazy Nights. Oh, absolutely not. That movie is <laughs> fucking awful. No. <laughs> Anger Management? No. 51st Dates. Uh, yes. Shocker. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Spanglish. I never saw that one. I saw it. It was bad. The Longest Yard. I like that movie. I think that's all right. Yeah, yeah I like I'll that give movie. it a yes. Yeah. Click. No, my God. <laughs> Are <laughs> you serious? <laughs> Don't. Oh, my God. If, do if you tell me. No, 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 no. No, stop. Stop the podcast. You tell me right now. Did you like Click? At the time, I kind of liked. Get the fuck away from me. You're off the podcast. You're off the podcast. Right over me. That was the, the 9-11 one. What you did with Don Cheadle. Oh, Jesus. I did not see I that. I saw that one, dude. Yeah, it's not very good. Uh, <laughs> I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> dude, that is Come probably on. the most homophobic movie it's the ever It's created. like, not only is it just offensively not funny, but it's offensive. <laughs> uh, you don't mess with the Zoan. No. No. Uh, bedtime Stories. Did you see that one? No, I did not. You know what? It's, I mean, it's not good. Funny People, yes. I do like Funny I like that People. One a funny lot. People is very good. All right, we're wrapping it up here. Uh, Grown Ups. No. One or two, no. no. Uh, just go with it. No. Jack and Jill. Jesus Christ. Yes. I, like, I would have seen That's Jack and Jill. That's my boy? Uh, I do like that. <laughs> That's my boy. kind of like funny. That's I was going to say, yeah. I kind of like that one. Uh, Hotel Transylvania is actually not bad for a kid's movie. Never saw it. Uh, and Blended, I didn't see. Pixels, I didn't see. Uh, no, no. They both look terrible. And then his Netflix career, all three of which have been Dude, we <laughs> We hate watch The Ridiculous Eight. Six. Or, Come on, man. The Ridiculous Six. The Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. Hateful Eight. I, I'm sorry. There's like a million fucking numbered movies. The Magnificent Seven came out like around that time, all too. All Westerns in there. Yeah. Just, you know. All Western-based number movies. and uh, <laughs> But The Ridiculous Six is offensively terrible. <laughs> it's an, it's another offensive, offensively terrible movie. Yeah. So this movie, yeah. Just, just god-awful. Uh, we mentioned last week when we announced the episode how much we really loved... Shooter McGavin, the character yep. uh, and Christopher Christopher McDonald's performance. Yes. He is the best part of this movie. I think he saves down. this movie. I, not only do I think he's the best part of this movie, I think he outright saves the movie from being a stinker. I wouldn't say he saves it from being a stinker. I say he save, he's the reason the movie's memorable. Yes. He's the reason the movie has stayed with us in the pop culture, because I still hear people referencing this and talking about this movie every once in a while. It's not one of those forgotten ones from the 90s. I feel like this is a movie that... People remember and people are think back of fondly. I think a lot of the culture behind this movie, though, is behind Shooter McGavin. Yeah, of course. Like you've got to love that character. Yeah, he's, he's, he's so funny. And we mentioned last episode. I think he may be one of the best comedy villains of the past twenty five. I'm going to say top three. We went through a list of. We them. We did. So there was like we were thinking Mugatu from Zoolander, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell, hilarious. Uh, ben Stiller's character from Dodgeball, White Goodman, White Goodman. Yep. Um, uh, Bill Doc- Murray uh, from uh, Kingpin. Yeah. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil, yep, that was another good one. Uh, West Mantooth. <laughs> and, oh. I, I, I hardly <laughs> consider West Mantooth from Anchorman, <laughs> if anybody doesn't remember West Mantooth, but uh, I hardly consider West Mantooth a villain. Uh, Bill Lumberg, though, from Office Space. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. That's pretty yeah. good, So, yeah. but, but Shooter McGavin, he's he's my favorite. I'll, I put him in the top three on that list, honestly. He is. Yeah. And uh, a few interesting cast choices Originally, it was going to be Kevin Costner. They offered him the role, and he was like, no. <laughs> but Kevin, then... Oh, my God. Uh, Kevin Costner would have been funny. He would have been that, funny, yeah. but uh, Bruce Campbell also auditioned <gasps> for the role, who also, I think, would have been really funny and a really good role. Uh, but I think Christopher McDonald, it's, it's, it's oh, icon- of course. It's, he, he originally didn't want to do the movie um, because he had been typecast as this type of character for the past couple of years, and yeah. he was like, no, I don't want to... And then he saw Billy Madison. He thought it was pretty funny, and he liked Adam Sandler, but he's like, ah, I'll read the script. He read the script and still wasn't... Quite, uh, quite sure, but I guess he was given a lot of leeway with the character and what he could do, and he decided to do it. And he said it was like the best decision he made of his career because it gave him. I think it's one of his, for a dream. And I all was going to say it's this. an amazing role for him. So good for him. This movie, by the way, is the very first film to ever win the coveted MTV Movie Award for Best Fight. Thoughts, Zach. Um, that's a piece of trivia you can live with, and you can pull that out at parties, dude. That's gonna get. That's an immediate. 
Well, you know, everybody, you know, every actor, every filmmaker dreams of winning an MTV Movie Award. uh, award. Yes. And, um, you know, especially that prestigious best fight. I mean, we think about it all the time. Every year, we just think, who's going to win best fight? Who's going to win best fight? And honestly, you know, they put a lot of effort into this fight sequence between him and Bob Barker. Uh, His beloved scene, uh, absolutely deserving of, I would say, Hollywood's most prestigious award. Which we mentioned earlier is, of course, the MTV MTV Movie Movie Award for Best Fight. I believe, if I'm recalling correctly, it is a popcorn statuette. It's, I believe so. I believe it is a statue of popcorn. What a fucking joke. What a, what a goddamn <laughs> joke. Fuck you, MTV. Oh, last trivia bit before we get into the plot here. Carl Weathers, who of course plays Chubbs mm-hmm. in the film, one of our other favorite characters in it. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he is missing an arm, of course. It's hilarious that he's missing the exact same one that is shot off in Predator, which has led to some very fun fan Ooh, theories. <laughs> I didn't know that. Didn't, didn't, didn't. Wow. That's a connection I did not make. Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, when they like slap hands in Predator yeah. and they're just fucking flexing. Dude, that's that's what being a man is all oh, about. Oh, that is the manliest movie ever. Like you just wanna like shove a whole thing of red meat down your gullet and watch Predator. Yeah, you wanna smear every part of you in vast. Oh my god, if I'm not sweaty by the end of that movie, I watched Predator wrong. (laughs) Well, luckily, we watched Happy Gilmore this week, so no one was sweaty or weird or anything. He's Uh, also... He, but although I will say Carl Weathers to me is a little bit more famous as his role of Carl Weathers in Arrested Development. <laughs> Great role. He is fantastic. Uh, one of the uh, few movies, I think, to probably just get right down to it in the opening goddamn narration. My name is Happy Gilmore. <laughs> My name is Happy Gilmore. So it starts off with these like home videos of him with his dad, who's clearly his hero and loves, is obsessed with hockey to the point where his mother moves to Egypt. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, ah, you watch too much hockey. I'm leaving. So she just straight up leaves. They love hockey so much. He's teaching Happy, uh, you know, all the tricks of the trade. And eventually, they love hockey so much that he dies at a hockey game. He's hit in the head with a puck. Yeah, or something. I'm like, Jesus Lord. He's killed. The dad's yeah. killed within the first minute of the movie or whatever during this opening narration. During, like, found home footage. <laughs> So he ends up going to live with his grandmother, and his grandmother is... She's a little zany. She's a little wacky. Yeah, wears like a Gene Simmons mask to greet him. Had never met the little boy before, and his father's dead, and his mother moved away because hockey's a bad sport. Hockey's a great sport. I I immediately regret saying that. I love hockey. She's <laughs> played by Frances Bay, and I've seen this actress in a few other things. I think she recently passed away. If she did, yes. and Frances, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Don't she's, the reaper. Yeah, she's a fucking, she's a big listener, dude. She tweeted at us, which is a great segue. That's called Ooh. segueing. I'm a good podcast. One, oh, one. I'm a good podcast producer. Uh, we're on Twitter now. Holy shit. Yeah, it happened. It happened, finally. Don't forget to follow us at Nostalgia Be Damned. Nope, it's actually at Nostalgia Damned. We couldn't add the B-E because of characters. I'm as furious as you are, Zach. I know, but there's no way to change it. This they is only allow you a certain amount. And believe me, I'm nostalgia. pretty Okay, so follow it's nostalgia, it damned. nostalgia damned. Uh, I, I, take, I take back what I said about being a good podcast producer because I didn't know <laughs> the Twitter handle for our podcast that I was plugging. At Nostalgia Damned. We usually don't do the plugs here, but we wanted to get it out there so to let people know we're in the cyber universe of Twitter. Just because I know some people probably don't listen all the way through, which you should because we're funny all the way through. That's debatable, but there's some good music at the end. Plus, we let you know what we're doing next week, and next week is a doozy. And Brandon and I kiss at the end. What? <laughs> Then there's a quick little montage of his other jobs that he's done. He's like a carpenter and then a janitor and a construction worker. All these yeah, jobs all he these... keeps putting like whatever prop. Yeah, is like there he's just making, legs, dick making dick jokes. jokes. Yeah. yeah, which is like it's so stupid. You immediately know. You immediately know before the fucking title of this movie's up. Oh, yeah, this is the movie. I'm this getting. is the kind of movie you're gonna see, and it doesn't disappoint in a lot of those respects. I would say yeah. If you're not laughing, or if you don't think you're going to enjoy the movie based on even just the opening you won't like it. <laughs> you won't like it yeah but anyway uh he's grown up and one thing that he mentions is that he's constantly applying or 
trying out for a hockey team, a professional hockey team, and he never makes it because he's the world's worst skater and he can't handle the puck. He's fucking terrible at hockey. Yeah, he can barely skate. Yeah, terrible at handling the puck, but he can fucking slap shot. Yeah, but he's got a great slap shot and... You know, he's also super intense, and he holds two records, one of which is for taking his skate off and trying to stab somebody yeah, with it. Yeah, and then the most is, uh, and then the other one is most penalty minutes. But eventually, uh, as they're calling the team together for the next season, he obviously doesn't get called, which causes the first of many assaults in this film. Where Four he of beats them, the actually. coach. Beats yeah, the assault co- number you one. You think you're better than me? He beats the shit out of the coach, and I don't care if it's a hockey rink. You can't jump someone like that. Yeah, there's a lot of sports rules that get thrown out the window. Let's just say this movie, yeah, isn't yeah, very no. true to the book. There's a reason why the PGA probably wasn't involved in this movie. Subway was, though. Subway did not care. <laughs> so the next, well, that night, he's headed home uh, after being cut from the team, obviously, and his his girlfriend is leaving him at that very moment and there's this funny little bit with the intercom of the apartment where as she's leaving she's like you're going nowhere you know you've, you you suck at hockey you need to do something else or whatever he's like yeah. good get the hell out of here i don't care eventually she leaves and he starts singing i wanna kiss you all over and it draws a crowd of people just kind of standing outside and someone ends up coming An up to the asian door it's like this old asian up. woman yeah, Who he bangs. Her the, he bangs her, and the next morning gets a call from Granny. Apparently, oh dude, there are some sinister. This is a undertones. Fucking, yeah, this I, is a fucking thing. This is like this is the very first time I've ever really critically analyzed this movie because <laughs> we didn't say at the top of the show, but I've caught this movie a few times in recent years. Always cut on TV. It's been yeah. it's been a while. It's been years since I popped in a DVD or Blu-ray of this. Yeah, I think I watched it when it was on HBO like 4 years ago or something like that. But it's been a while. Yeah, but for the past like I don't know, a couple years I've watched it probably inebriated and so I'm, I'm never even really watching for I'm just having fun with it. I I I the first time I ever really thought and stopped to think about what yeah, I've never is doing. I've never watched this movie critically. <laughs> Of course like, not. I've I've always just watched it like eh, and like floating in and out like you said probably drinking a beer. Um, Grandma is getting her house and all of her property repossessed by the government for tax evasion. Yeah, she hasn't been paying her taxes for ten years. <laughs> That's she has a full two, decade. She has two hundred and seventy thousand dollars worth of back taxes. What the hell? What Grandma? the fuck? This Pay is your why, taxes. This is why the housing market crashed. This is why the housing market crashed. <laughs> this is why we can't afford houses. This is why I the greatest looked, generation yeah. in the world invaded their taxes. This is why I'm going to be living in an apartment until I'm 40. This is why we have to join golf tournaments to pay off our parents' or elders' debt. Okay, but this is actually like is kind fucked. of an issue because yeah, it like it's it's this woman who should be in jail. Yes, but she, I mean, she's obviously very sweet, sweet, very cute, and she's like, oh, well, he's like, why didn't you pay your taxes? And she's like, I didn't have any money. That's not good enough, Granny. That's not. <laughs> you, you, you need have to file to call for the IRS. You, you can't just let it go yeah, for this ten is, years. This is something you work out with the IRS. What do you think? Think you are Wesley Snipes? This is something. Ooh, yeah. This is something. Uh, great. Great. Now act. Wesley's gonna tweet as. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> follows. Nostalgia, damned. <laughs> Angry. Yeah, I'm just, so angry. We gotta that think we about maybe adjusting <laughs> maybe that. B, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll figure out how to change it. Maybe NBD or something like that. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. NBD pod or something like that. You know what? <laughs> Find us at first. We may update this yeah. next episode with a changed Twitter. But We're the this, worst. But this week, just search for nostalgia be damned on Twitter and you will find it even with the weird fucking tag. <laughs> Anyway, Granny getting thrown out of her house. There's, there's movers coming in to actually move furniture out. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Adam Sandler decides he's got to take her to a home. So <laughs> this is where we're introduced to my one of my other favorite side characters in the movie. Adam uh, Sandler. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. God damn <laughs> yeah, it. Who I think just plays Hal. You never learn his name. It's just written on his he's name He's just tag Hal there. the Orderly. Yeah. Yeah. And... <laughs> this is also another plot point I've never really analyzed, but this whole running gag is based on us laughing at elder, elder abuse. abuse. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of old people get hit and like abused <laughs> in this film. Look, we're not. I, look, I laughed. I can't deny that there was yeah. a bunch. Of, ben Stiller is hilarious in this role. He's he's so committed to being like he's very friendly up front. Everything seems legit and the place seems nice. And he's like, yeah. oh shit, well I'm gonna. But take, then you <laughs> take extra care of her because Adam Sandler tries to bribe him with a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> but. but 
then you find out he's like a super asshole. Like he he just turns around. He's like, shut the hell up. No, it's the, my favorite line. Is oh, she's yeah, like, can I trouble you for a warm glass of milk, sir? It helps me sleep. He's like, you can trouble me for a warm glass. So shut the hell up. You're in my world now, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like running like a sweatshop in the rec center. So it, it is a little interesting that uh, we talked about this. If you watch it on the TV cut sometimes, not always, sometimes, yep. uh, this character doesn't get resolved in the theatrical cut. Yeah, he does he not just, get like, his comeuppance. He just does it like they just take her away from the home and that's it. It's only a 90-minute movie. They don't bother resolving that storyline at all. But in some TV cuts that I've seen, there's a scene where like he finds out about the abuse and throws him out the window. Yeah, I remember seeing that on TV at some point. But yeah, why it is, is it not... cut? At, we watched a Blu-ray cut. Why is it cut out of the? It's cut out of all the DVDs. Version? Yeah, it's just it's not on any home video. It's it was only if the you know TV cut for whatever reason. If you know why that was cut, tweet at us at Nostalgia Damned. Tweet at us if you know, yeah, for now. Tweet at us if you know why this was cut because I have no idea. It's very strange. Yeah. Because it leaves that character with, it's kind of a sour taste in your mouth like, oh, he's still probably out there beating up old Yeah, people. no, because in, in, in the cut where he's thrown out the window, you're like, well, that's his the end of his reign of terror. These old people are free. Yeah. In this, you just assume like, okay, well, they took the grandma out, but those poor old people are still being used in sweatshops. Mista! Mista! <laughs> The Mr. Mista lady. Uh, meanwhile, the movers, one of which is played by Will Sasso, yep. they're uh, taking out all of the furniture and whatnot, and they're on a break, and they start to use his grandfather's old-ass antique clubs. Yeah. They literally just set up shop on the front lawn. Like, they're just going to start nailing golf balls into the middle of suburbia. I've never understood this. Yeah. But Happy Gilmore, to get him back inside, makes a deal with him. Like, I can knock it further than you. And he fucking drives it so far that it, like, breaks a window in the house way the hell down the street. Although, to be fair, they... They, like, make a joke, like, oh, yeah, if you can hit it farther than my ball. Will Sasso literally drove it into the ground <laughs> two feet in front of him. Like, Abby Gilmore could have taken a half swing and, like, been like, I guess you lose, you fucking idiot. But eventually, they wind up paying up, and he gets the idea, maybe I can make some money by, I guess, just betting on how good yeah, I am at starts, hitting the ball. So he, he just, just starts <laughs> hustling at the golf, at the driving range. The driving range. Meanwhile, while he's doing this, uh, he draws the attention of Chubbs, who's there training another terrible golfer. Yeah. But he notices how hard and how fast he can hit the goddamn ball. He's in 400 yards. That's insane. And impossible. (laughs) So he tries to talk some sense into him, tries to talk him into golf while he goes to the batting cages and just gets (laughs) balls shot at him to toughen him up for the next hockey season. Weird. This is such a 90s view of hockey, by the way, that everybody's got to be tough and like fighting. That that sport's changed a lot. Football has too. You know what I mean? Concussion. Oh, yeah, that's Tell the true. truth. Tell the truth. I didn't see that movie. That's a Will Smith reference. Yeah, I know. That's weird that I didn't see that movie, by the way. Seems right up your alley. Yeah, I know. You love Will Smith and football. I don't love Will Smith. You love sport. What? I like Will Smith. What are we? Some sort of suicide squad? Oh, name a good movie Will Smith's been in the last five years. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> but we get a little bit of backstory, uh... Into Chubbs. So Carl Weathers, he plays Chubbs Peterson. We we mentioned earlier how much we love the names in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Chubbs, Shooter. Happy Gilmore. Happy. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Really, I, I guess the movie was written by Adam Sandler and Tim Hurley, who's also written a bunch of his movies. So this uh, apparently Chubbs in 1965 was set to be the next Arnold Palmer, but through a tragic series of events, had his hand torn off by an alligator. And so they kicked him off the tour. They kicked him off the tour, but he didn't leave without a... <laughs> A souvenir. He took the alligator's eye. Ripped his eye out and he keeps it in a jar in his pocket, which I really think is funny. He's just carrying that Yeah, but they don't, like, they don't acknowledge it. (laughs) They don't. Like, like, there's not even even a line where Sandler's like, you carry it in your pocket? (laughs) Nope. He just has it in his pocket. Uh, But apparently the local tournament to get into the, or the local open, I guess, to get in this larger tournament uh, is tomorrow and Chubbs convinces him to stay after he tells him, you know what, you can make a shit ton of money. Uh, If you do this, I can tell you got talent. Mm-hmm. Try out for this open and see if, what you do. So they go to the ne- they go to the tournament the next day, and he's got this weird wind up. In go- like obviously, m- all golf swings are taken stationary, two feet on the ground. He does like this thing where, he, like, he's setting up for like a one timer slap shot where he does like a running start and hits the ball five hundred miles. Fucking very difficult to do in real life. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine. Um, but so. 
he he's obviously got issues. Like he misses on his first swing, but then he drives the ball to the green, and then he can't. Fi- he like five putts or something like that. Cause yeah, he, he putts like a fucking asshole. <laughs> his first time out, he's pretty terrible. And on his way up to the the green, the very first time, he meets a few of our supporting characters. We're gonna carry us through this movie. One of which is Shooter McGavin. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the the local hero among all of these golf golfers here because they're all competing yeah. for a chance to to golf with him in the tournament. Yeah. Um, I love his reveal. He even turns around when he's Yeah, revealed. he's on the stage and he's turned back and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest, Shooter McGavin. He turns around like he's surprised, like, oh, hey. Although only, although only one of you will join me at the tournament, all of you are now my friends. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. It's so good. Another person we meet is the PR, like head of department. Yeah, she's uh, head of uh, PR for the, tur- the tournament for the tour. Yes, for the not tour. the tournament. Yep. Yeah, that's that's because I have a point of contention about this. If it was just the tournament, that'd be one thing. Like we could move on with our lives and let her be an individual. But she's she's like the PR woman for the entire tour, and then she like takes up with Adam Sandler and actively roots against Shooter McGavin. You're fired. Conflict of like, interest yeah, right it's there. a yeah. huge conflict of interest. She's like, they're at the biggest tournament of the year. She's not doing her job. She's watching Happy Gilmore play golf. <laughs> yeah. You're fi- like, you're fired. I know, I know. You're, you're fired. fired. <laughs> so this is Virginia Bennett. She's played by Julie Bowen. Oh, we couldn't, for her. the life of us, figure out where the hell we've seen her before. And it's, yeah, the mom from the mom Modern from Family. The mom from Modern Family. And I love her Yeah, and she's, Modern Family. In this movie, she is 90s gorgeous. Like, yes. she's got that hair and she's wearing, like, all kinds of vests. Yeah. <laughs> she's got the shoulder pads Sweater, working yeah. on her jackets. Um, blazers. That's what I was Blazers, yeah. She's wearing blazers galore. Yeah. But she is not great in this movie. <laughs> I won't say she's fine. Whatever. She's I, really I, good in in Modern Family. I think. I think if I were to compare her to her her acting in Modern Family to this, I think she's kind oh, of bad yeah, in this. She, she's by far better in this. Yeah, yeah. she's whatever. she's an actress who has gotten better with age. I will say that. Doug is, uh, like I said before, the director Dennis Dugan. He is the president of the tour. And he is, uh, but he's kind of played off as Shooter's right-hand man, even though he's the president of the tour. He's always like his little wacky. (laughs) I don't understand why he's just like side-by-side with Shooter half the time. And I love when, so when Adam Sandler first approaches the green and his caddy, his little young caddy comes to grab his clubs, he pushes him to the ground. Pushes the shit out of him. Ooh, second assault, dude. Second assault. I couldn't keep track. After he kind of fucks up the first one and Chubbs gives him one of the very few lessons that he learns throughout the movie, it's all in the hips or whatnot, we were talking about how in a traditional sports comedy there would be some sort of a training montage. Yeah, like he's learning. And, you know, even in this movie, I would expect like, oh, like the first tournament's tomorrow. We don't have time to train. Like, fine. Yep. Get through that. But after this tournament, Chubbs becomes a non-existent character. Dude, and like I he's out of the movie for like yeah, an hour. A while. Yeah. It's kind of sad. It is sad. And there's no training montage because eventually he gets Adam Sandler to sink a putt. He ends up winning the amateur tournament, which is cool. But he's like, listen, man, you are not ready to play on the tour. You'll get eaten the fuck alive. Practice with me for six months. You're going to be one of the best golfers ever. And he just goes, eh, can't do it. Yeah, I got to buy the house back because apparently yeah. it's going up for auction soon. Much like the It's All on the Hips, there's a few of these little like one-liners that have I've kept with me my whole life. The whole just tap it in. Anytime I'm at mini golf, I literally can't put the – like someone always is making that joke. And again, it's probably among my family because my dad loved this movie. I watched this movie a lot growing up. But I that go, one, It's All on the Hips, there's all these things. Somebody's closer. There's just all these stupid lines that for whatever reason, I, I can't I, – I can't help but wonder if I'm the only person. You absolutely. I go. I, so I go. I go real golfing all the time, and I've never thought about God this movie. Damn you! There's dude. only one time when I've tried to do the wind up. Yeah, and that's it. Like, and everybody I just tries think of all the of these lines again and again. I no. <laughs> I feel like a real dumbass. Please tweet us if anyone else remembers this movie fondly, like I did. We mentioned it earlier, but meanwhile, as this all the, the tour is going on, Ben Stiller has set up this sweatshop of seniors where he's selling quilts on the side. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good, dude. He's, he's like but on a burner phone. Like, well, when do you need them? Come on, these are hand stitched. This old lady's like, my hands hurt. And he's like, oh, your hands hurt. Well, your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. <laughs> So this is adorable old woman. My hands hurt. 
So the uh, there's a quick little prank that uh, Shooter pulls on Happy Gilmore, and he's introduced uh, where he's standing in a circle of other golfers who are all wearing the gold jacket, and you can mm. tell Shooter's very pissed off that he does not have one. Yeah. And Happy Gilmore's, of course, kind of rubbing it, the salt in the wounds. He says, oh, why don't you meet us out at the ninth and nine at... The ninth at nine for a little, you know, golfer's tradition. He yeah. ends up getting, you know, it's a golfer prank. golfer's only thing. He comes out at nine and the sprinklers pop up and get them all wet. Why is Virginia walking in the middle of the night Dude, on this golf course? She's like walking in the fairway in like this cocktail <laughs> oh, hey, dress. Happy. Yeah. And she's like, oh, hi. Like. There wasn't any other organic setting to do And she this. must be, I guess, drawn to bad boys, or she may be suffering from that thing that happens in every Adam Sandler movie where, for whatever reason, despite his character flaws, he's irresistible. I mean, look, I mean, look down. He, uh, deep down, he's talented, and he's kind, and he's doing this for his grandmother, and he's funny, he's and filled he's with like, rage. good looking, and yes, he's filled with rage, but like it's a manageable race. Rage? Does he? Yeah, oh, dude. This man. is a theme in every Sam movie that like kind of accept that like he's damn. kind of flawed, but a perfect character. Like that fucking ridiculous six movie that we watched. Oh god, he's a he's a perfect character. He, like, not. I mean, he's not a perfect <laughs> character, but you know what I mean. Like, His he wrote yeah, himself no as some faults, guy who really. can't like ever be defeated and has no faults and is super cool. Yeah. Like, look how fucking cool I am. And so I find his outbursts and shit when he's yelling. And so I think it's funny. I just always, in all of his movies, it's always that stupid thing. It's like the Kevin James and King of Hill, like the, I, King of Queens, rather. I, I just can't buy them as like, yeah. how do you well, always he's, treat he, them this way? And yeah, he's trying to come, he's trying to come off as like an every guy, yes, like he's an every man. Yeah. And, I, he's just not though. He's not. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, this one—I'd say out of most of his performances, this one I, I buy him in, and he's it's fine his, because he's—he's he's doing the least of of that. I was gonna say he's the least. It, This—he's very toned down in this movie, and I think it works for him. Every movie that I've seen him where he's not doing his like Billy Madison or you know. Zohan. Zohan. Yeah. Like, that's when he's been at his best. Like, funny people. Yeah. He's really good in that. Yep. And he's calm in that for the most part. And even, like, that's my boy. Like, he's. Well, he's doing that. Yeah, he is doing that a lot. But, like. It also works because it's it's working off Adam Sandler because Adam Sandler the whole time is like Andy Samberg or Andy Samberg. Yeah, they oh my have God. shockingly similar names. Yeah, they do. Uh, he's looking at him the whole time like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, well, <laughs> you know? it's at least, and even in that movie, it's almost a joke that everyone isn't freaking out at yeah. his behavior. Like yeah. that's part of the movies you're in on the joke because yeah. everyone should be looking at him like he's a fucking idiot. Like only Andy Samberg is, and everyone else is like, "He's amazing." I love. Yeah, him. yeah that's exactly. part of the joke. And in certain circumstances, it almost seems like some of these characters also look at him in that light. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, he gets called psycho a lot. But she is still smitten with him for whatever reason. Yeah, but... So, yeah, his first game out, uh, he recruits the homeless guy who's trying to wash his windows uh, yeah. as his caddy, who's played by Alan Covert, mm. grandma's boy. Doesn't say a thing in this movie. <laughs> Literally not a single word. But in his first game, he's introduced to one of the, another side character here that I love is Kevin Nealon, who's basically playing that character from Grandma's Boy to yeah. a lesser extent. He's just like, feel the energy, feel the flow. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. It's good. It's flowing. It's good. I'm going to take you home now, okay, ball? And then he does this whole, yeah, you know, th- yeah. again. These Although, are, I think this is his only scene, right? Like, Kevin Nealon, I think he has. He's at, after this tournament, he's pretty much done. Yes. Which I wonder if these these things were written in, because you could tell Kevin Nealon is improvising when he's doing yeah. that. It's funny. It's a funny bit. But you could tell that probably wasn't written. So I wonder if he was just showed up on set one day and like, yeah, let's give him a few. I yeah, wonder how structured this script was. It's it's tough to tell. Um, but so this is when you kind of the nation starts to get exposed to him a little bit that he's kind of the bad boy of golf, if you want to call it. He's terrible at his short and medium game. He doesn't really have a medium game because he can just drive to the green the entire time. Um, but he he's really he's got a really bad short game. He's got a really short fuse and a really short temper. Um, and you know it's stirring a lot of people like the the big wigs in golf. They're like, no, no, this is terrible. We gotta kick him off the tour. But the ratings for him are really high. Yeah, and people love him out on the course. So get yeah, these. Fuck it. 
keep yeah. him on. He's drawing a lot of crowds, and yeah. uh, Doug decides that they're going to try and throw him off the tour, but Virginia kind of convinces him, look, he's rough around the edges, let me fix him up a bit, but he's there. we're getting youthful sponsors, yeah. we're getting a younger audience, and this is exactly kind of what we need right now. Yeah, and uh, he comes in last, because of course he did. He's in a pro tour, and he's never played golf before. Like, of course he came in last. I do like that it does take a while for him to really get his footing, because without that training montage, there is it's really more like trial and error. He goes through so many games of just getting slightly better here and there, I guess. I just think that's like a weird path to it, though. Like, what's wrong? with having Carl Weathers in it more and just do a training montage. I wonder if they couldn't afford him. Or, or I, like That's all I can like think that's... because he's really like it comes down to he's got like maybe five scenes in this movie. Yeah, he's not in this movie nearly as much as I want him to be. No, not at all. I wanted so much more chubs out of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a sentence. Yes, I'll hear is. again. dun dun, dun. So, and and he's also changing kind of the crowd itself. There's all these like beer bongs and titties out. He's signing old yeah, women's signing tits titties and stuff. And, and, you know, he's a rowdy, rowdy boy. He's a rock star. But he slowly, uh, after Virginia kind of approaches him, he slowly starts to become more restrained. And he's actually doing fairly well. He's moving up slowly, rank by rank. You know? Yeah, he's, he's, he's climbing up the ranks. He's earning more money. He's getting up there, and you know it's 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 a solid montage of just you know we're playing golf. Throughout that montage, there's a quick throwaway moment that, in my opinion, should have been saved closer towards the end, and it's this where he finds the alligator that took Chubb's hand. Oh yeah, and it's a it's a funny bit where he jumps in the water because he recognizes the alligator after it chomps on his ball, and he beats the shit out of the alligator in this pond. He kills the alligator. Kills the alligator. Seemingly, I wonder that should have been like a plot point towards the end. I mean, it didn't have to like base the movie around that or anything, but I think it would have been more impactful if it was like well, oh, so shit. again. Or, or was there i was or? gonna say so again the problem is that even at this point in the montage we haven't seen chubbs in like 20 minutes yeah like chubbs is not in this movie and then it's it like and he's really like if you think about the timeline he's known chubbs for two days like he only like he met him at the driving range and then they spent the tour together or the the tournament together yeah and then that was it like yeah. and then he doesn't talk to Chubbs anymore. So it's like, why do you care so much about this character, first of all? Other than the fact that he's Carl Weathers. Oh, yeah, and other than I the love, fact that we he's Carl Weathers. We didn't mention that I love when he's in these scenes with this, this he's got a wooden hand. Yeah. Supposed to be really, and there's a running gag where it keeps getting more crushed and destroyed breaking, and yeah. broke. But I love but the he fact that he's, when he yeah. doesn't fix it, fix it sometimes, so he's just walking around with like with splintered two fingers. fingers yeah, like, it's really funny. It is kind bit. of funny. Yeah. It's a funny visual, and like Carl Weathers does a good job at just playing it off like it's not that big a deal. <laughs> so... Shooter, meanwhile, tries to get Doug to get happy, thrown off the tour once again, but he says, I'm sorry, like, he's just too much of a hit in the public's eyes. So, Shooter decides, you know what, I'll take this into my own hands. However, at this time, Virginia and Happy are getting a little close. They decide to go on this date, and this was the scene that I hated as a kid. Who cares? This was the most, it's just kind of boring. It's them setting up their romance. You don't really, that's not why you're there. No. You know what I mean? But at the same time... It's not t- it's not terrible. It's just like we don't need this. It's just extraneous, in my opinion. I don't know. We, this this was a this was definitely a <sighs> '90s to mid 2000s yeah, thing. You gotta have the love like, interest in the sports movie. Yeah, you know, gotta have something. Check that box. Gotta have something for the ladies. Yeah, you gotta have there, something right? for the ladies because they everybody knows they don't like movies where people aren't kissing. <laughs> that that's was a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Women don't like movies unless they can watch someone kiss. So, yeah, he tells her basically about his whole plan with grandma and stuff. We're just going to skip over this because, you know, it's just them building their relationship. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The next game, though, he is paired with a celebrity. He gets Bob Barker from The Price is Right, obviously. It's a pro-am, which is usually just kind of like a throwaway, like, charity game anyway. Yep. Um, But he gets... He gets priced with Bob Barker, but there's a guy in the crowd. Donald, who actually Donald. plays the dad on Freaks and Geeks, I remember. Yes, that's true. Um, he, he's chirping Sandler in the crowd, you know, telling him he sucks. and he, He's a heckler. He keeps yelling, jackass. Yeah, jackass. <laughs> you will not sink this putt. Jackass. Jackass. But yeah, he's paid by Shooter to kind of fuck with Happy and get in his head, and it works. And it works because he plays like shit, and Bob Barker gets more and more pissed <laughs> off. Because Bob Barker won this tournament last year. Yep. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And eventually, yeah, he just blows his fuse, and yep. they come to blows, and they have this fist fight that's yeah. super funny. <laughs> and it, Yeah, no, it is funny. Like, it 
it's it's one of those scenes where it's like, oh yeah, everybody likes to quote the Bob Barker fight, but it like there's a reason because it's Bob, watching Bob Barker fake fight is like the funniest <laughs> the, thing in this movie. And like the Indiana Jones punch sounds like the, <laughs> but I love that there's a cut to a wide where he picks Sandler up and slams <laughs> him on his back. Him. And it is yeah. hilarious. It's just old Bob Barker standing <laughs> over him. It it is pretty funny. <laughs> and that's why we have, and that's why it uh, it uh, deserves uh, MTV, the MTV's coveted, coveted MTV movie MTV award for movie best award. fight. Yeah. Now you've had enough, bitch, bitch. And then he goes away like sparring, yeah, with like himself. air, air <laughs> boxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny, but anyway, he uh, eventually gets suspended because of that for a month. Shooter, of course, wants him kicked off the team. By the way, why is Shooter in this meeting? They're having a meeting with like oh, the yeah. PR lady, Happy Gilmore, and the head of the tour. And I Shooter's can, just you there. can maybe maybe make the argument that the PR woman should be there. Maybe <laughs> there's absolutely no reason for Shooter McGavin to be kick him off the team, Doug. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he decides to suspend him, and at that point, at that he, point, we get some pretty blatant advertising in this movie product little product placement dude yeah subway eat fries yeah he's basically lamenting at subway and he's like god i don't know how the hell i'm gonna raise money for my grandma i don't want to think about it all i want to do is eat this delicious subway sub and that's when virginia gets that this idea like oh i know how to get you money let's get you a corporate sponsor i can't believe we're nine tenths of the way through this movie you've been a pro golfer for months and you don't have a corporate sponsor shut your mouth Zach. <laughs> i'm <laughs> just saying that like, little subway commercial where he he drives a sub into some guy's sandwich talk about a hole in one that's actually really funny yeah it's it a is funny commercial. really funny so he's finally got enough to buy the house back so he heads to what he thinks is going to be just just meet the guy to give the money but it turns out there's a fucking auction taking place right now yeah and he loses the house to none other than shooter mcgavin <laughs> and shooter offers hey man like hey just quit the tour quit the tour quit the tour i will give you the house back and he's like fine i quit but virginia's like no you can beat him. And yeah. I'm like, well, I don't think he can. He could walk out right now with the house and the $270,000 he had to buy the house originally. Like, Shooter's not asking for money. He's like, I'll give you the goddamn house. Honestly, I think you should probably walk just away, bro. walk away, take the house, and still, like, your grandmother doesn't go to jail. Yeah, your grandmother's not going to go to jail. That's the most important thing. Then why isn't the grandmother in jail? <laughs> Annie who's a daisy. But she convinces Happy, like, what would your grandmother rather do for the house to get back or or to see her grandson succeed? And for whatever reason, he chooses the latter. And he tells Shooter that if he wins the tour, he'll get the house back. And this is my favorite line of the entire movie is Shooter's like, fine, I I don't care, man. I eat pieces of shit like you. I can't even get through it. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit like me for breakfast? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is it's, it's, such a great delivery. Yeah, it is. He's like I said, man, he's my favorite part of this movie. Well, finally we get Chubbs back and he decides that he's going to at least train Sandler on his short game because that's clearly where he's lacking. Yeah. So he takes him to a mini golf course. There's this little training montage of him, you know, kind of sinking holes or shit. It's crazy that terrible. this is the training montage that we <laughs> finally get. An hour late, an hour or something. In an hour the movie. and like three minutes into this movie. <laughs> so on one of these holes, he sees that he can't actually sink the putt, but he decides, Chubbs gives him this idea, go to your happy place. It's this spot in your mind where everything's good and wonderful. And mm-hmm. his version of that is Virginia Bennett in scantily clad clothing where I'm uh, holding, holding beer. pitchers of beer. <laughs> his grandmother winning a lottery and then a midget driving around on a unicycle. <laughs> Classic 90s jokes. <laughs> but he sinks the putt and uh, everything seems to be good. They go back to his apartment and Chubbs gives him a gift. It's this gold plated like hockey stick and he says you can use it for a putter like it's uh you know it's, yeah it's it's a nice, a, nice, he nice said nice it gesture. was it was the putter that he used but he That's modified right. it yes um so it is still a putter seems like it's heavy but you know what do i know and happy has a gift for chubbs he reveals that he's cut the head off of the alligator that took chubbs arm this freaks him out and he goes out the window and dies and dies <laughs> kill off chubbs that was so quick. How pissed Damn, are you, I'm by so the way? I'm so sad. Like, don't you remember watching this movie the first time and being like, yeah, Chubbs was an integral part to this movie. I he thought was he was in this a lot more. He's yeah. barely in this fucking movie. It kind of sucks. 
but everything's super sad. And McGavin approaches uh, Sandler while he's there, like mourning Chubb's loss, and he's like, "Congratulations, murderer! <laughs> I'm gonna dedicate my you know game today to in Chubb's memory." And to be fair, he has assaulted four people thus far. Who, Adam Sandler? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, for the final game, uh, Happy and Shooter are paired together. And by the fourth and final day, I'll just get through this because eventually it's just them kind of going back and forth. He's holding mm-hmm. his own. He's gotten better at a short game. He's getting you know good putts and whatnot. He's, he's actually going into the final day leading. The That's right. Tournament. The final yeah. day, he's ahead around, and Shooter is threatened by this, so he tries to call Donald again uh, to get his help. And he, for some reason, is allowed on the course and runs him over with a Volkswagen. This is this is against it's every absurd. rule in the book. <laughs> No one said, and no one, like, says anything until, like, right when he's about to get hit. Can you fucking imagine that happened at, like, the Masters? <laughs> like, somebody's driving a Volkswagen, and they're all just staring, and it's heading right for fucking Ricky Fowler. <laughs> Look out, Ricky. At the very least, you expect them to, like, pause? <laughs> yeah, and it's also on a golf, cart, golf course, so it's pretty silent. You'd hear the Volkswagen coming. Jackass! But, yeah, he runs into, like, scaffolding as car blows up. But so Sandler gets hit and there's no like we should postpone, we should stop the game. I mean, yeah. Virginia obviously like, oh, we should stop. He's like, no, we got to keep going. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, ends up hurting his shoulder so he can't drive the ball far anymore. Yeah, he starts sucking and he tries to go back to his happy place to cheer himself up again. And this time <laughs> Virginia's making out with Shooter McGavin. Shooter's making out with the grandmother yeah. who then turns into Gene Simmons and he sucks down the tongue and he's just yeah. screaming. And the, <gasps> and the midget is doing something. Yeah. So eventually he gets to the point where he's down a few strokes and eventually grandma comes to the game to kind of cheer him up for one last time to show him to put it all in perspective what he's fighting for. Yeah. Basically tells him it's okay. I don't care if you went. The house, house is just a house. You know, I love you. He's like, well, you should have thought of that, by, that before. I wish you, you didn't pay yeah. 10 years worth of fucking taxes, yeah, Granny. Pay your goddamn fucking taxes. I, it's just, it's so unbelievable <laughs> but that, that that's the driving plot of this movie is that, yeah, Grandma's fucking guilty of tax evasion. <laughs> Gotta play some golf. What the fuck? But he's doing it with a heart of gold. Who cares? Eventually, he winds up coming back to kick some ass. They get tied on the 18th hole. Mm-hmm. Everything's all tied up. Everything's on the line. And Shooter's ball eventually lands on the foot of a boss that Happy had originally. He's kind of introduced in the, the opening credits there where he is shot in the head with a nail at one point And it never is taken out for whatever reason. But he's a giant hulking man. He's played by a guy named Richard Keel. And the ball lands on there. He winds up hitting it off, you know, as the ball lies, which, you know, Zach, I'm not a golfer. Mm. I play mini golf uh, every spring and summer. But uh, the last time I was, I was, I was out driving. It's been, it's been a while. Tell me, please, the rules. If the ball were to land on someone's foot, would they play it as it lies? No, they would not play it as it lies. The golf, in fact, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of instances where it's not directly on someone's foot, but it's like next to someone or something like that, and they don't move. Um, You're allowed to drop. (laughs) You can pick the ball up and drop it right there, and like that's fine. It happened like shit like that happens. They would not be like, no, I'm sorry. You have to hit this paying customer's foot. (laughs) Of course they wouldn't fucking do this. But that's what he does in this one. He hits it off his foot. He ends up getting it back on the green and then six sinks the next putt for par for par. So uh, now happy has to hit the next one to win. Or he could just take two shots and And tie tie it up and they go to sudden death. Is that where they just like. Play Russian roulette. They play, yeah. <laughs> they sit in the corner of no, a yeah, they, green they, naked yeah. no, on a bucket. They go to the green on the 18th. They get naked and sit in front of the f- the flagpole. And, uh, they light a fire in the center. Yeah, they light a fire on the center. There's and, obviously a goat sacrifice. Yeah, there's a goat sacrifice. The crowd starts chanting the prayer of Ra, and then they give them a, uh, a pistol with a single bullet in it, play Russian roulette. Yeah. And until somebody dies. That's sudden death in golf. Yes. I always thought golf was kind of a bitchy sport, but well, when you're saying the prayer of raw, was that you saying? It's better than, you know, I it's weak compared to like hockey where they like have to eat the heart of their opponent <laughs> for sudden death for sudden death. I got to start watching sports again. Sports are fun, man. <laughs> 
So, meanwhile, the worst fucking audience members in the world just start climbing this scaffolding. Well, they are ho- get- they are hockey hoodlums. I dude. guess they are hockey hoodlums. So they start climbing the scaffolding to get a better view and inadvertently knock it over. It lands directly on the green in front of his ball, and fucking Doug runs out like a chode. It's like, sorry, play it as it lies. No, well, so it's it's not even like he could play it as it lies, but there's a fucking scaffolding in the middle of the course, and they're like, it's cool, we'll clean it up. And he's like, no, 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 I no, think no. I'll just win right now. No, like, so he, yeah, and of course they would allow him to fucking. He's Happy Gilmore, man. Like, they'd be like, yeah, we'll just fucking, we'll figure this out later. We're just glad we're not getting sued for the car <laughs> incident. Yeah, maybe we should have cleaned up the fucking car. Again, we should have postponed this tournament ridiculous so ridiculous he, he hits the uh, ball and in this like rude goldberg like mouse trap configuration yeah, it's supposed it, to be like this set from uh the mini golf yes place. yeah yep and so it goes all the way down and through this you know intricate tubes and ramps and all this shit eventually goes in and he wins the goddamn tournament and <laughs> christopher mcdonald shooter mcgavin collapses screaming yeah <laughs> and he like gets so steals, upset, yeah, steals, steals the gold jacket, jacket, and it's this amazing slow-mo shot of him desperately trying to get this jacket on. And then he gets killed by Mob Justice. <laughs> mob Justice! That giant guy comes after him, and then it just kind of fades out as he's getting mercilessly beaten off camera. By, like, a dozen he's people. Dead. Like, he's oh, absolutely they ki- dead. They, they killed his skull. They killed Shooter McGavin. Yeah. And until I get a stinger or anything else that says otherwise, I'm taking it as canon that Shooter McGavin was killed at the championship. Yeah, so we can, what we can walk away with is that he was murdered mm-hmm. and Ben Stiller is still mercilessly abusing seniors. That's right, because we watched the Blu-ray cut where we don't get resolution to that storyline. So, you know. Thankfully, we get uh, resolution with our other characters. They drive up in front of the house. Everything's all good. They yeah. pop open some champagne. It's Grandma, Happy Gilmore, the homeless, the homeless guy, caddy, and, and of course, Virginia Bennett. Um, and He's wearing a short fucking dress. So, you know, it's great. Shooter McGavin is dead. He was an asshole. That's whatever. Uh, and in the clouds, uh, Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. Chubbs, and the alligator are waving goodbye. Yep. Meanwhile, as you know... As some people, as some of the quote unquote villains of this movie are killed or left, you know, continuously killing and murdering old people, uh, the grandmother who evaded her taxes for 10 years gets her home back. And the man who assaulted five people within the last 90 minutes, he's rich and he gets the girl and he's a famous golfer now. She gets bailed out. Another bailout. Another bailout. Well, Tuesday's gone. Leonard Skinner. We didn't mention the soundtrack, which is pretty pretty badass for a '90s movie. Uh, Happy Gilmore, Fade to Black. What do you think, Zach? Ooh, okay. Um, so really quick, what was the sixty percent? Sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Shockingly high. Shockingly high, in my opinion, for um, what I thought critics would think of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I. You know, I I said this earlier, and I'll just repeat myself. This is maybe one of the least offensive Adam Sandler movies out there. And and I don't mean offensive as in, like, you know, hypothetically we take white actors and put paint over them to make them look Native American. That's a different kind of offensive. I mean, and that's only hypothetical. I don't think Adam Sandler would ever do that. But, I mean, this movie is... uh, it's it's pretty tame considering some of his other works that came out at around this time. And I think for that reason, I liked it more than I would. But I said this earlier, too. I don't get behind the Adam Sandler movies as much as a lot of people do. He's not very funny to me. Okay. <laughs> like, he's, he, yep. he's, you know, the immature thing worked when I was young. As I grew up, it doesn't really work for me as much. Yes, there's a couple of jokes where I'm like, ah, that's goofy. Like, good for you. <laughs> um, Shooter McGavin's still great. The The supporting cast in this is amazing. Yeah. Amazing supporting cast. Heavily underused. I could have used more Shooter McGavin, even though he's in it pretty heavy towards the tail end of this movie. Um, I definitely could have used more Chubbs. What the fuck? Yeah. Why do they do this to I Chubbs? Know, dude, we all need more Chubbs. Yeah, it, you know... There's really not a lot to this movie. This is a good, like, I'm drunk or I'm hungover, like, let's just watch a movie to kill 90 minutes. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go a little lower than 60. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 50. Just an even 50? 50. Okay. It's, you know, it's fine. That It's 
clearly not his worst. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 it's saved by its supporting cast and, like, a couple of funny gags. But other than that, it's, you know, it's kind of a boring Adam Sandler movie to me. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I think this is, yeah, one of his best. Still remains one of his best. I think it's uh, quick enough. It doesn't rely too much on crude humor, which he really delved into later on in his career. I think for the most part, a lot of the situational comedy is based around the characters because you get to know these characters. They're not just throwaway people that mm-hmm. are in most of these movies for the most part. Uh, like you said, the supporting cast knocks it out of the park. I... Uh, it's it's interesting to look back on some of the elder abuse jokes and and the whole plot, the driving force behind the movie is really like kind of weird and and just kind of it, it, there you could have contrived so much other things like even just the grandfather passed away and so she doesn't have the money yeah. to it didn't have to be that she was evading taxes. He does like for, he's <laughs> he's got like some issues when he comes to developing a story because even like in Eight Crazy Nights, that's about him being like an alcoholic, yeah. and the judge is like. Well, if you stay, this is your fifth DWI. (laughs) If you stay out of trouble for 10 days, great. And if you stay with your old basketball coach. Yeah, like, like, and you got to stay with your basketball coach. Like, he just, like, and, and of course, even though that character has a million DWIs, he's perfect. Yeah. You know? But that's the thing. And I I don't even want to even read into this movie that much because I feel like this is such a. It's an I don't want to say earnest or humble, but it's such like a scrappy just like uh, sports comedy that uh, reminds me of almost like I won't say it's as good as like Major League or any of those. No, movies. God, no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it is, but like it it's got that like um, char. There's something charming about this yeah. movie that I still can't put my finger on quite what it is, but I, I don't know. I think it really encaps encapsulates the '90s, the the decade, mm-hmm. the era of its filmmaking, and for that. It's a decent Sandler performance. The other people are great. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a 63. I a think it's 63, pretty funny. Okay. And I think for a comedy from the 90s, especially a sports comedy, it's a, it's a good one. And I think it's still one of his best. So yeah, I think he definitely knows how to make a sports comedy. Like he, you can tell that he was a fan of movies, maybe like Caddyshack or Major League. You would, boy. <sighs> Never mind. Bobby Boucher. Yeah, actually, I take back what I just said. <laughs> Because that movie, the longest yard was good. I, the, I do like the longest yard, but again, that was a remake, so it's yeah. kind of like, eh, you know, how much credit do I actually give Adam Sandler for that movie? And he's the worst part of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's like very much the worst part of that movie. Still, I still like that movie though. Well, I'm glad we finally got to do an Adam Sandler movie. I'm yeah okay. Come on, man. I feel like you can't do a podcast about movies from the 90s. No, it's true. It's Adam true. This was long overdue. long overdue. It is It is a good thing. And that I'm we sure got we will cover another one of his. Yeah, we're probably going to have to do. Eventually. We're probably going to have to do Billy Madison at some point. Either Billy Madison or Big Daddy or Waterboy. Even, like, even whole, the Waterboy. People yeah, love Waterboy. They do love the Waterboy. And I don't. I'm not a fan of that one. Yeah. But uh, I hate to say that you do not get a reprieve for next week, Zach. Oh, my God. I next feel like week. Next week could break us. Yeah, next break week. break you. Yeah. God, if it doesn't break you, like, I have to question you. Like, man, this this is such a dumb movie. I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> Dude, I don't either. Well, I do know why, because it's going to be a hilarious episode. This movie will I've be been wanting to watch since we first started the goddamn podcast. I don't know why. I, d- I know, dude, but... And it's because I'm ashamed. It's honestly, out of all of the movies that we've done so far, I'm ashamed I like this movie. And I was like 12 when it came out. So we inadvertently chose every movie this this month to be released in 2003, and except I for Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that's so crazy. So four movies. Uh, so, you know, take your guesses. One's a comedy, one's a horror coming up after this. But for next week, we're going to be doing 2003's Gangaroo Jack. I fucking hate you, man. I like. I just. I can't get around how much I hate you. Like, why? Like, if you have theories into like why we are doing this, check us out on Twitter. No, it's more, it's, I, I. This is the one movie that I know is gonna just get so far under your skin, dude. Dude, I. How long is it? I think it's only like eighty something. I was gonna say it's if short. you tell me it it's short. more than eighty five minutes, <laughs> like I'm getting really mad at you. It's two hours and ten minutes. Long. <laughs> What? I'm so pissed at that movie. I was promised a talking goddamn kangaroo. It talks once in a dream sequence. Fucking bullshit, that movie. I hate you. 
It's going to be such a bad movie. Oh, I'm already oh, mad at you. Man. I'm already mad at you. Tweet us, Nostalgia Damned, uh, your memories of watching Kangaroo Jack, if you ever did, if it's one of your favorites, if it ever was, or if you're like the major movie-going populace and you hate the guts of Kangaroo Jack and want him dead and buried and forgotten. Yeah. Don't forget to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to listen, share, subscribe, write us a review and all that stuff. Uh, this is the official home of the only Kangaroo Jack fan in the entire world. Um, you can find us on iTunes. Just look us up at Nostalgia Be Damn. You can also find us at nbd.podbean.com, which is where we are originally hosted. We're on a couple of other podcasting sites as well. If you want to send us an email uh, request so we're not doing movies like Kangaroo Jack, send us an email at uh, nostalgiabedamnedpod at gmail.com. Send us any questions, requests, or um, anything you just going on in your life what's going on in your life yeah ask us a, ask us a question about ourselves we'd love to answer it on air or a dick pic or a dick pic no no don't we, actually, we should probably be put that on the record please no i don't pics. want your dick pic at all <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening tune in next week for kangaroo jack the price is wrong bitch pack it up pack it in let me begin no win, battle me, that's a sin I won't ever slack up, punk, you better back up Try and play the role and you're the whole crew will act up Get up, stand up, come on, throw your hands up If you got the feeling, jump up, touch the ceiling Monks, let's a punk flow Someone's fucking junk, yeah, I'll bust them in the eye And then I'll take the punks out, feeling